All righty. What's going on? Joel here from the Original Me podcast this time. Coming at you like Cleopatra. You know, that's as rapid as I get. Thank you, Ali G, for those uh, words of wisdom. Um, today's guest, Aaron Osborne, from bands such as I Exist, Mental Cavity, Outright, uh, Year of the Rats, and a bunch of earlier bands that I can't remember off the top of my head that he mentioned that we talk about in this episode of the podcast. Uh, so there's that. Oh, also Oblivious Maximus. What am I talking about? That's the fucking, that's, yeah, that's also where it's at. Um, if you haven't checked out his podcast yet, he revived it a few months back at the start of COVID. Um, it was a really, really cool interview based podcast, um, which was really enjoyable. It is still an, obviously an interview based podcast, but with a different format. Um, they, he basically picks an album or oh, sorry, let me start it again. The, his guest picks an album and they kind of do a bit of a deep dive into it, um, and it's really cool because, you know, it just shows Aaron's depth of knowledge of a whole range of music, but also, I guess, skill to kind of dissect music that's out of his general wheelhouse, maybe I'll put it. Um, he's done episodes where they've talked about Hanson's, whatever that fucking, the first Hanson album is that I can't think of off the top of my head, but someone's probably like, yeah, it's this. So cool. Uh, Green Day, pardon me, Green Day albums, U2 albums, um, whole fucking bunch of stuff, and it's really, really enjoyable. So, yeah, Oblivious Maximus podcast, as well as all the bands mentioned. Um, you know, episodes brought to you by Gringo Bandito, the world's greatest hot sauce. Um, the red one, it's a cracker. The green one, it's fucking great. Oh, the orange and the, the orange, which is the super hot, and the yellow, they're both bloody fantastic. And you know what? Uh... I'm going to be announcing a sale at, uh, you know what, fuck it, I'm doing, I'll, I'll advertise, it. it's on sale now, baby, for all of August, basically 25% off, no codes, no nothing needed, just fucking a red hot sale, 25% off, uh, go to blastoff, www.blastoffimports.com uh, for your gringo bandito needs, this is obviously only if you're in Australia, um, so... You know, sorry if you're not, but if you are, hello as well. But uh, yeah, so blastoffimports.com, www at the start of it. 25% off all your Gringo Bandito needs uh, for the month of August because, you know, if you're locked up, you may as well be eating some mad food or some good food with some mad fucking hot sauce on it. So we're also part of the Podbelly Podcast Network. Um if you're interested in starting up a podcast because you have a vibe, you know, you've got a cool idea and you aren't sure how to kind of play it out, go. there's a there's a plethora of information there on, you know, how to kind of get the podcast started, uh, how to record, you know, hints and tips and all that kind of shit, as well as a bunch of really, really cool podcasts, um, you know, with a scope of fucking almost anything you could imagine that, that people could talk about, they're talking about it. So Star Wars... Weird and wonderful sciencey shit. Um, a really cool podcast called the Breakers Podcast, which is actually I don't know how you explain it. It's like a it's like an audio book, but done in podcast format. So there's that. Anyhow, I'm babbling on. Thank you for checking it out. If you think this episode is worth a dollar, look, send me a buck. Whatever. PayPal.me slash my age podcast. Send me five bucks if you want if you if you're feeling a bit extravagant, but you don't need to. Uh, it all adds up. Thank you to Bud and Meg Brennan last week for their donation. Uh, Bud, long-time friend, and Meg as well, long-time friends. Back in the uh, late 90s Sydney pop-punk days and stayed mates ever since. Um, yeah. You know, if you want a bit of a shout-out, I'm not doing this for the shout-outs, but, you know, if you want to donate to the cause, feel free to. If you don't, hey, no sweat. It's all good. Um, hope you're doing okay. Uh and that's about it. Cool. Check it out. Confusion, illusion, a misinterpretation of the original me. All right, Original Me podcast episode two. With me right now, I've got Aaron Osborne, um, host of Oblivious Maximus. Hundreds, and well, not hundreds, but, you know, about a dozen bands throughout the years. Um, just found out before you hit record that he played in Sex Wizards, so... <laughs> That's that's a treat. What a fucking band that was. Um, how you doing? I'm well. How are you? Good, good, good. Very good. Um, so basically, let's go. Let's you know, you picked a few songs that kind of stick out for you. Yeah. Um, 
this is going to be odd because it's not in chronological order, but it is in... It was not in chronological order as the songs were released, but it's it's chronological order of your bands that you did. Yes. Correct. So let's kick it off. First band I, we talk, we're going to talk about is I Exist. Yep. Let's, you know, tell us about how that all came about. Because that was your first band, yeah? Well, uh, first proper band? The, like The first band that, like, people liked. <laughs> okay. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. Yeah. The first band that I... Uh, well... The band that I'm like, I suppose, the most associated with, I guess, is yep. would be that. Um, yeah, I mean, so like, half of us, well, half of I exist played in Hard Luck, and then the other half of us played in this band Slowburn, and then right. we basically all just swapped instruments, and that's what I exist is. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I exist is, you know, the band. I mean, we started the band. I think we actually, yeah, we started in like 2008 and then it started properly doing stuff in like 2009 and then it kind of like hit its stride in 2010. And as classic me, as soon as it hit its stride, I moved to Melbourne. <laughs> so you made like, things difficult, yeah. <laughs> so I made it hard. But I mean, that being said, everything we did, like that was a real big deal for our exist happened after I moved here. So. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I exist is like, that's the band for me. Like, that's the one that I, I'm always gonna connect with. I think they're like, yeah, you know, they're my five, six, seven, however many people you count as members of that band. As members of the band, yeah, they're all still like my best friends. Like it, and it's kind of, it's it's different from all the other bands I played in a bit because, while I, you know, love all the other bands I played in as well, but those guys are still my best mates so it's kind of like it's always going to be there even if we're not doing stuff the band's probably never going to break up it's never going to be like dead because just infinite hiatus well yeah we can always just do stuff like there's no yeah. reason to not so yeah, yeah. but th that's that's the band that's what it is so when you started it what was the um i guess kind of what were you looking for to get out of it? or was it well like, did you go did someone go into it with kind of like a not a blueprint, not a blueprint probably isn't the right word to put it, but like, was there a goal or was it just like, let's get in a room and get loud? Um, well, I, I, I mean, I, I wrote everything to start with. Um, I was playing drums in Slowburn, the other band I was in, and I have, I mean, I've played guitar since I was a kid, but I'd never properly played guitar in a band up to that point. I'd always played drums. Okay. Um, and, but I'd like always written riffs and been a part of playing guitar, but I just never was the guitar player. And I kind of, I don't know, I just really wanted to play guitar in a band. And Slow Band was like a, you know, like a melodic hardcore band. And that's not my speed at all. And yeah. while I love, again, half, half the band is fucking, I exist. And that being said, like, you know, I had a great time playing with those guys. And Slow Band was like the first band that I, did you know proper shows in i suppose because before yeah. that i was in like canberra death metal bands that just with those with those really old men yes yeah yeah <laughs> and like that that's kind of all i did like i just played shows in canberra and then when i started playing in slover and like you know we toured we went to perth we did like we played in melbourne all the time you know we yeah. we played at the art house with mind snare like we did like heaps of cool stuff that you know, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of what we were, the, sh the genre of music we were playing, I had a great time doing yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, starting I Exist was mainly just, like, I wanted to do what I wanted to do musically. And okay. at the time, that was, like, you know, DBD, tragedy-style <laughs> stuff. And I wanted to keep playing with those guys that were in Sloven, and the easiest thing that I could sell them on <laughs> was, like, <laughs> crust punk. And yeah. then over the course of like ten years, I've turned them all into metalheads. Just mold it into something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. So one thing that's like the song we're going to listen to, um, and I guess kind of dig a bit into, mm -hmm. is the Fall for Death, which is off a seven inch. Was it a record yeah. day seven inch? A or record store day seven inch. Yeah. Record store day seven inch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it had the Melvins cover yep. on it. Yeah. Cool. So. This has got a bit like first off the bat. This has got to be one of the most amazing Australian film clips ever ah, recorded. Thank you. 
Like a very did, stupid idea. <laughs> no, it's you know if you haven't seen it, press pause, get on YouTube. It's there. <laughs> um, it's fucking incredible. Thank you. How like how long did it? It, it looks like it took a long time. But that's just did. me not knowing anything. Yeah, it took a long it, time and it was very tiring. I would say. Yeah, because you're just doing the same thing for several hours while the camera spins. Yeah, and that... Or something, you know, yeah. Yeah, so, I'm, well, I mean, yeah, the the crux of the video, the storyline of the music video is we're playing in a room and it, the camera's spinning around the whole time. Um, yeah. It was... I actually found the other day, because that's... Backstory with this, it got released as like a record store day thing and then I, we didn't really know, but the song kind of like, people really liked the song. Like, it became our, like... It's probably, like, the song that people associate with us kind of the most, one of. Um, yep. I mean, I guess it helped that it had a music video and was on YouTube and things like that. But um, I, I guess the thing with it was, like, at the before we had a music video for it, we were like, oh, we got to do, like, a serious thing to put it on the internet because our most popular song is on a record store day 7-inch so no one can hear it unless they <laughs> yeah. have the 7-inch. Um, yeah, which in theory would have been pretty limited. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I, yeah. I assume... 300 or Yeah, that was maybe like 300 copies, I think. Yeah. And it sold out on record store day from memory, which is cool. That's pretty wild, um, yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, it... Uh, we had like... we So we wanted to make a music video for it and... I found the other day when I was looking for it to send the masters to Graz so that it could get put up on Spotify and stuff because it's online now. Um, yep. I, I was like looking for it and I found the Word document that had the music video idea that I'd written the out. The script or something. Yeah, yeah. And like it's so funny how it turned out because it had like a storyline and I guess when we were there and my friend John who made it like... I guess we were just so drunk and stuff when we were there that we were just like <laughs> scrapped all the storyline yeah. stuff. And it just is just people entering and exiting a room while we play in a circle. While you play and change change instruments. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. So like this is just me, and this is just a really weird personal thing, but I've listened to it a fair bit over the last few days, and you know, since the film <laughs> since it was released. And like I can't help but think it's like a weird Stone of no, not Stone of Doom version of the um the Imperial Imperial March is it? I'm not a Star Wars. Dude, yeah, but it sounds like dun 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 yeah. dun dun. <laughs> that that, that and, could be it. Yeah, so you know I, that's um, that's my two cents on it. It's quite funny because we there's a song on the first song on our second record is like. Kind it starts the same, like the riff is okay. kind of the same, which is yeah. just because I'm obviously not that good at writing songs, but like <laughs> it, um, well, you, you know, what you do, you do well, yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> but definitely when we first started playing, I can't remember which came first, I assume Full for Death must have come second. So, whenever I when we first started playing Full for Death live, I would always fuck it up and play. The intro <laughs> the from song. the other song, yeah. and like halfway through the riff, it changes, and then I'd remember at that point, and I'd be like, oh, "Okay, then this is how it goes."
I've never, I've never played in a band that's written a song that goes for that long. Okay. So it interests me that like, how does how does that come about? Like, as in, do you, is the are the is the kind of concept of the song there, and then whoever's writing the lyrics says, this is what I this is the story I need to tell, or is it like you guys just go we're gonna do this twelve times and then da 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 and yeah. like, yeah. Well, I think I think that song. Well, I just has uh, a couple songs that are longer than that. So okay. this song was actually kind of like not that long. Though the, I'm fairly certain when we recorded it, the idea was that we could try and put it on the thing as that it went for six minutes and 66 seconds, like just a dumb thing. Yeah, yep. That makes but sense. But I don't think it goes that long. <laughs> I mean, because that would mean it is seven minutes. But I think it's like <laughs> six minutes something. But... Um, no, I think this song, I actually was like, it's funny when we talk about this song, kind of the reason why I, I suggested it for I Exist is like, I actually think this is like the easiest song I've ever written. Like I wrote it and I just went to Canberra and showed it to the guys. And it's like, basically is exactly the same as what it was when I wrote it in my room. We just yep. made some bits longer because... Uh, of like guitar harmonies so like yep. we we at the time 
we'd was Adrian in the band? Like, was there three guitars in the band when you were yeah like, Kelly in this lineup? Kelly is Kelly was playing. Well, Kelly's never played on an Aegis record, but he was okay. playing shows with us around this time. He's he's actually like on the seven inch credited as like being in the band. Good. He was Fantastic. meant he was meant to be in the music video, but he couldn't come for some reason. So, so he's a ghost. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Patty <laughs> is standing with a sheet, and it says "Rest in Peace, Adrian Kelly" on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we but we were a three guitar band, obviously, and I think I wrote this because the other guys had been like saying, "Oh, we got to write some more stuff so we can have three guitar parts," and that that you know the middle riff that's just like ba ba ba. I was yeah, like. Yeah that's easy to make a harmony out of. If I just, yeah. and my whole thing with playing guitar harmonies, the other two are way better at guitar than me. So I was kind of like, I'll just give you a frame and then you can make the harmonies because I don't, yeah. I don't know how to do that stuff. Like I, I just know the root notes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, I feel you. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, but yeah, certainly the, I guess the length of this song, it was kind of set and then it just got stretched based on guitar solos basically yeah right so that was the kind of driving force of it yeah and yeah jake is i mean the first couple things i existed jake didn't write the lyrics for like i wrote them and okay. i don't know if that was because he didn't want to or i i can't remember i just did them but then by this point jake was writing all the lyrics and yep. i don't even know if we talked about it beforehand but then when we were recording it I was like, what is this song about? And he was like, <laughs> go on. And he was just like, I think, I, I mean, and I might be wrong. He, he could, he could say it different now, but we, we have a shirt design based on this, this, my understanding of the lyrics. So that's what it is. But he was like, oh yeah, it's just about a dude who's like, loves skating and smoking bongs. And I was like, okay. okay. And then he was yeah. like, yeah. And like, then he's like, you know, he just dies because of doing that. And then so, the the image I had in my head was, yeah, a a grim reaper smoking a bong, skating a bowl, and that was like that's what the shirt is. <laughs> that took a turn, but like, yeah, skater smoking dead. Like, yeah, well, you know, a, how do you took a weird t- how weird do you twist. make how do you make skating and smoking weed brutal? You just oh, kill the person death. doing it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Sick. Yeah. So the band isn't as like again you never yet you haven't actually called it quits but you can no. kind of revive it if needs be or if you feel the urge. Yeah, we well we played like we played some ten year anniversary shows like well two yep. years ago now we started them and then we played two more last year, um, yep. which were all really fun and like I think and we played like a couple other shows last year when we got asked because we'd been practicing um, and I mean I I have. I have no reason to not do that. Um, yeah. Our drummer, Murph, who plays in Mental Cavity as well, Murph moved overseas last year, but he's now back in Australia because of coronavirus. So yeah. we can do more stuff. Josh plays in a band called Pod People who have started doing stuff again. So he's kind of yep. doing that now. And Jake sings in Sumeru from Sydney. So yep. like everyone's kind of doing their own stuff. But I mean, I think the... At its core, like, we'll probably just play shows if we get asked and we all want to do it, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Sick. All right, so let's go on to track two. Okay. Now, it it's a pr- like, we're going to talk about an outright song because yeah. you played on the demo. Yep. And you the, were the original and drummer. The seven inch. And the 7-inch. And the 7-inch, right. The so first you've The first one. You've, you've surprised me because, I like, you know, you said that I exist as the band that most people associate you with. Yeah. Which is what I do. Yeah. Um, and so I just assumed you're a guitarist, like that was your thing, and drums was something you kind of jumped onto. Yeah, sure. Because you got bored as a guitarist kind of thing. Yeah. But you, you know, you, you mainly, you, when you started playing, you were mainly on drums first. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, yeah, I, like growing up, I played kind of everything. Like I spent yep. like, you know, a year playing clarinet, a year playing trombone, a year playing cello. I played piano for like all throughout that. Um, yep. Played guitar, played this, did that, whatever. Um, and then when I was in school, it was like classic school band thing where, you know, we wanted to start a band, but all five of us played guitar. And it was like, yep. okay, who's, how is <laughs> yeah. this a band? We're all playing 
Yamaha C40s playing yes. Pantera songs. Like, how, yes. can, how can that be a band? We play on the C40s, we play in like the the cleaner stuff, or were you still trying to play like oh, no, we were the, playing the walk riff? Like, yeah, well, right. Okay, good. I yeah, did yeah. a, I think I've, I've probably talked about it before, but my, the first time I ever did a mute, like I've like performed music playing guitar, um, was playing Cemetery Gates by Pantera for my Sick. like year eight music class on a Yamaha C40. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and a friend, <laughs> and a friend of mine played the drums on a keyboard. <laughs> like, yeah, right. That's pretty wild. Yeah. That's it. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we were like, I guess in yeah in school we were all playing guitar and then I just was like the one person who could keep time, I suppose. Yeah. So I started playing drums when we would muck around at school. And then, yeah, my, you know, I asked my mom if I could play drums and she was like every other instrument I'd played. She was like, yeah, sure. Um, cool. But her whole thing was like, if you do it, you have to get lessons. Like, I'm not going to let you just, I'm not going to buy you a drum kit and then it go, you know, dusty and gathering the, dust, you know, yeah. because that's what's happened with every other instrument you played at the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I started doing drums and playing, you know, doing drum lessons and stuff. And then, yeah, you know, just again, a classic hardcore metal thing. You become the one person everyone knows that plays drums, so you end up playing drums for everyone. The go-to, and, yeah, you know. yeah. So I, yeah, and I mean, in comparatively, I'm so much better at guitar than I am at drums. So I don't know, yeah. I don't know how I lasted that long doing it, but yeah, I mean, yeah. So I guess with in linking that to outright, when I moved, when I moved to Melbourne, um. Yells specifically and, and Brett, her partner, like Yells was one of, I guess, like the first people that I was kind of close enough friends with because of playing shows and coming to Melbourne all the time. And my ex was really good friends with them. And um, so I was like just mates with them. And, uh, you know, we started hanging out a bit and it's it's pretty jarring, I guess, like moving to a different city. And I can't imagine yeah. like it. it um I mean, I'm, I've moved around a lot when I was a kid and things like that, but now, as an adult, it was the first time I'd done something like that. And so they were, Brett and Yell's particularly, like, really good in terms of being, like, two good mates for me when I came here. Um, yep. And, yeah, I think, like, as far as I remember it, Yell's might remember it better than I do. In fact, she probably does. But as far as I remember it, we, I went round to their house for dinner one night and Yell's was just talking about how, you know, she wanted to, she'd always wanted to do a band of her own because Brett was always in bands and she was always, you know, contributing so much to shows in various different ways that she wanted to sing in a band of her own. And I was kind of like, okay, let's do it because I'm, yeah. you know, I, I, I was still doing I Exist, obviously, but I was having to fucking, at the time, drive like eight hours to Canberra to do whatever I wanted to do with my band. <laughs> so I was kind of like... How often were you doing that, by the way? When I first moved here, like, every two weeks, like, so frequently. Because, like, straight up, when I moved, I exist, did our first proper tour with Shai Halud, and then, like, okay. two weeks later, I moved here. And so, like, <laughs> our record came out for that, our first record came out for that Shai Halud tour, and then I moved here. And, like, as soon as our record came out, we started getting asked to do stuff. And so, yeah. because we were a Canberra band, like, everything we had to do was in Canberra. So yeah, like yeah, I yeah. picked the worst time to come here, <laughs> but yeah. So I was like going to Canberra a lot. And then I hadn't, I hadn't played drums in ages at that point. Like, I mean, I hadn't played drums in like, I don't know, maybe three years at that stage. And my drum kit was in Canberra. Murph was using my drums and I exist. And then he bought a drum kit of his own. And I was kind of like, well, now you've got your kit. I'm going to take mine to Melbourne. Yeah. And I wrote the four... I can't remember. There's four songs in the outright demo. And I, maybe I wrote three of them and Brenton, who played guitar, wrote one. Or maybe I wrote two and Brenton wrote two. Yep. Um, but at the time, I was kind of thinking that I would play guitar because I was playing guitar and I exist. Yep. But we couldn't find a drummer. Classic, you yep. know. So, <laughs> I, just classic played, tale. so yep. I just played drums in outright. But... Yep. Yeah, that that was kind of like how that that's all got started up, 
Um, and yeah, like on the demo, it was me, Brenton, uh, Yells, uh, and a girl named Mel played bass at the time. And that was, that was like the band when we started it. And, um, yeah, that, that was kind of like how it got going. So what again? Same story. Like what? What was the um? What was the blueprint of this band? Like was there a goal, or again was it just to get loud? Um. Well, I think so. Brenton, who played who played guitar, we, I guess me, him, and Yells, I suppose, talked a bit about like what kind of band we wanted to be in, and yep. my thing was like, well, you guys love hardcore bands, so you tell me what you you want this to sound like and I'll try and help make it sound like that. Yep. But really like my link to that sort of like more straightforward hardcore for me is like through the bands that are kind of metal bands like Integrity or Ringworm or things like that. And yep, that was kind of what I wanted to play riffs like. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I think I think they sort of had other you know they they had other bands that they wanted to to sound like and things like that. But and Brenton like loves Mind Snare like obviously everyone loves Mind Snare and I yep. do too. And so I think that that was kind of where we were leaning with this stuff. I don't know how much it sounds like that, but that was kind of the idea. And then so yeah, like that song Barbarian. Like when I wrote that, it was kind of like my way of in my head that was like a straightforward hardcore song like that's kind of what i yeah. wanted to write i was like oh you know how can i mix like you know systems overload integrity with lowest of the low terror <laughs> that's yeah that's kind of the sense. riffs that i wanted to make you know um yeah, but it, yeah i mean i i will i'll be the first to admit that i don't feel like I'm you know incredibly good at writing songs like that but this one was one that seemed to be get a really good response and then I mean Outright was funny for me too because I started playing drums in Outright and then I ended up playing guitar in the band and when yeah, I ended right, up okay. when, when I ended up playing guitar in the band uh Brenton moved overseas um uh and a friend Brad started playing guitar and then it was like, oh, let's have two guitars. That'd be way better. And then so when I started playing guitar, um, you know, that's when I played the most shows with Outright was when I played guitar for them. And then o right. over the years, I ended up like filling in on guitar for them a bit every now and then too. The other thing that's funny as well with them is like they some of like the biggest shows they played, 
I was in the band and I went and played shows with Sex Wizard <laughs> to like 20 people when outright, like one of the, like outright played was refused and I went to Adelaide and played a show with Sex Wizard to like maybe 20 people and outright played the band I was actually in played to like, I don't know, a couple thousand people here. Wow. <laughs> uh, so that's funny. Did you, did, did um, outright do that whole tour? Or just selected shows? No, I think they just, I think they just played here with them. But then they, okay. they, then years later, after I was not in the band, they played like you know massive shows with Rise Against. Rise Against, yeah, that that was like yeah, the yeah. big one. And I mean, obviously they've done like Download and stuff like that now, which is yep. awesome. Um, but yeah, like I mean, it was great playing in the band. And I mean, I think the coolest thing about that band is that they mean so much to a lot of people now and the, the band has meant a lot, I think, to um, hardcore in Melbourne as, like, in, like, a, a more modern sense, I think. And, um, you know, the things that they speak about and the way that they uphold themselves as a, as a unit is really something to look up to. And, you know, for me, yeah. while now every, the greatest part of their journey has been without me it's cool for me to say like i was in the band and like it's yeah, cool for that me that and even that like this barbarian that song i really i really like that song and then they they recorded it and put it on their record the which, avalanche record yeah. yeah which is like yeah. it's a fucking awesome record and that's that's not even my favorite song on that record but it's cool for me that like something i wrote is on that record because yeah, it is so yeah. good and uh, my friend Taylor, who's in Twitching Tongues and Nails and stuff, he mixed it. So that's cool as well. Like, it's it's all yeah. sort of linked in with, you know, stuff that I'm friends with. And, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's it's really cool to me that the things that they've done and the band that they became, and it's it's cool that I was, like, a little part of it at one point, you know? That's unreal. That's it. Yeah. Cool. So then track three, mm -hmm. we're going to go with... You're going to have to repeat the name for me because I've completely forgotten it, but it's a, off Mental Cavity. Yes, it's off our... From, from Mental Cavity, sorry. Yes, it's off our most recent record, Neuro Siege, and the song is called Terra Immundus. So, and this was released on Pete Bursky's label... Yeah, Brilliant, Brilliant Emperor. Emperor. Yeah. But, it, but also I saw the credits were Oblivious Maximus Records. Yeah, so... What's that about? I, did you do the LP or something, or...? He did the LPs and tapes, and I made okay. CDs of it and put it on the internet, basically. Right, okay. Because, um, yeah, people still buy CDs from metal bands, so we, we make go. CDs. <laughs> Destiny is way in the 
like what you we know without you know too much of how the sausage is made. Yeah. What what percentage? Like, is it fifty fifty CDs records? Like tapes uh, aside, I don't know. know. I I actually don't yeah. know. I mean, I know when we play shows, it's probably fifty fifty. Like yeah. And I mean, we we one of the biggest pushes for us, well, mental gravity particularly to do CDs is that I exist is always sold pretty good numbers of CDs so we just always make them and then yeah Mental Gavity went and played some shows in Japan um like just after our first record came out for for actually no reason like we just <laughs> we, there was cheap plane tickets like one of those Jetstar sales so we yep. we booked the flights and then organized the shows afterwards because we were like <laughs> if we can't get shows we'll just go and just have a yeah, holiday it's a holiday whatever um, yeah. if we can these are the dates we've got to do them in and we did we we did and it was great and they, we played like four shows there. it was fucking awesome um, but we we took a box of records and a box of CDs and we came back with all the records and none of the CDs <laughs> So, Fuck. like, wow. we, we were like, okay, I guess we'll just keep making CDs. It's a good thing to do. So, is it, mate, like, this is obviously a lot harder than um, Outright and I Exist. Yeah. It, do you still, is there still a crossover because of bands you've all been in? Yeah. Like, you still know, and, you know, obviously Pete has done last, did last nerve and no apologies yeah. and toe-to-toe. So, there's still that kind of, that connection to hardcore punk. But, like, yeah, is that... Do you still noticing that it shows like a, a crossover? It's not uh, just dudes in obituary shirts. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think the thing for well, I mean, so Murph and Alex, who are both in I Exist, are in Mental Cavity. Um, yep. And then Rowan, who plays the other guitar, other than me in Mental Cavity, is Rowan was in a band called Dead Kings, which was also like a, a metalcore band um, from Canberra. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Rowan filled in on guitar for I Exist for Ages. So it's all same people again. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, we like, I guess we all come from hardcore. Like, I mean, the reality yep. is that there's no way that we could act as if we were like a straight up metal band, even though this kind of is like in the grand scheme of the way the music is, it kind of isn't really a hardcore band, but the, f- the fact of the matter is, like, we come from hardcore and, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, like, Abortis talked about it heaps, like how Parkway are a metal band. You know, that's the band yeah. they are. But they're not a metal band because they're all dudes from the hardcore scene. They're a hardcore band, yeah. you know? And, like, yep. and I, I, I tend to agree with him. And from what my experience has been is that, like, even if you are the most metal version of the band you are, you're still going to be a hardcore band because of the where you come from and yep. Yep. your haircuts and your fucking <laughs> yeah. tattoos and you know, like you, yep. you, that's what we're, and yeah. And I think that at its core, the biggest thing is actually like your, the ethos you have and the aesthetic you have too. About, like, I mean, and the mentality towards attacking whatever it is. Yeah. Like, I mean, this, this record was recorded. Um, we hired a, an Airbnb in Bungendore, which is like an which, hour, hour out of Canberra. Um, okay. and our friend Mike came with us and recorded, brought like a studio worth of gear in a van to a Airbnb and we stayed there for like two weeks and got drunk and recorded a record <laughs> and That's like fucking brilliant, which is awesome. But if like metal bands wouldn't probably do that, you know, like metal bands, most metal bands would plug into a, you know, a Kemper, Kemper or, something. or something, yeah, on a yeah, on a yeah. laptop, and you know, program the drums out. Whereas we had a microphone in the bathroom because it got good reverb for the cymbals. You know, like it's that's awesome, and that that's, <laughs> that's kind awesome. of that. Like I think that's more up the end of that, like punk and hardcore, like ethic of like, well, we can do it. Why the fuck we pay someone to do it? Like, and yeah, and not that we record. Obviously, we paid Mike to record it, and who's a brilliant producer but like we um you know he's a friend and that's what you do you do stuff with your friends and yeah 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 but yeah that's that's how we wanted to make this record and uh yeah this like this song is one of the songs of it (laughs) see so um your first time at well from my understanding Mm -hmm. correct me if i'm wrong your first crack at vocals 
Yeah. Well, yeah, th- this, I mean, I did backing vocals in I Exist, like, and yep. so me and Alex sing in Mental Gravity, like, we trade off singing. I do the, like, heavy ones, and he does the kind of more singing stuff. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, we, me and him were the people who did the backing vocals in I Exist. So when yep. we played live, that's how we would do it, too. Like, I would do the more barky vocals, and he would if Jake was doing a bit that had kind of a melody, he would kind of try and follow the melody, you know? Yeah, yeah, yep. And then he he played in a band with his brother and Murph that was like acoustic and kind of sounded like against me kind of stuff. And Alex... What was that called? It's called Pirate Satellite. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, you know, like acoustic kind of punk stuff. And, um yep. But Alex did like the backing vocals in that, and him and Murph can sing properly. So when we started Mental Cavity, me and him were kind of like, "Well, let's you and I sing, and I'll do like the metally vocals, and you can do the singing stuff, and we'll try and blend them in together." And I think on the first two things we did, like the EP and the first record, it's kind of a bit jarring sometimes, and it works, but it kind of sounds a bit funny sometimes. But I think this record is where we figured out how to like make it sound good together. So. Yeah, bl- kind of blended and yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So again, same same story. Mm-hmm. Like you just wanted to kind of get like, I guess. Well, like yeah, musically, where were you kind of coming from? What was the was it just getting the band? Well, not getting the band back together, but was just mates jamming and seeing what happened, or did did someone go? Did a couple of people go into it with again a? Well, yeah, you know, this like, this one concept. was this one was kind of a bit easier to figure out because it was like I just wasn't really doing anything and I was still going to Canberra all the time just to hang and do other stuff and then I said to Alex and Murph I was like hey do you want to write do you want to do something because I exist isn't doing anything basically and they said yes and I was like they were like what do you want to do it like and I was like well why don't we if I exist started out as like a crust punk band and then it split to become like a stoner band if the other way it could have gone... Yeah, go, you know, instead of zag. Yeah, so we kind of were like, well, when we started, it was kind of like, well, let's just keep the kind of cross-punk stuff, go the other way and make it like a yep. bit more metal instead of stoner rock. And yep. so, you know, got trend picking and like, you know, brutal vote. Like, I don't know how to sing, so I can just do... But I can do like a... At least at the start, it was kind of just like my death metal impression... Yeah, and then yeah. that, that became like, oh, now I know how to sing like that, so I can do that now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of that was kind of the idea when it started. And then this record, I mean, I wrote Terra Mundus, I wrote that song, but like the bulk of this record, Rowan actually wrote, and the I think that's the best. The, him and Murph wrote a lot of it together, and I kind of just peppered in a few songs and a few riffs here and there. Yeah. And that that's been like the best thing for this band is him and Murph writing stuff together and then Alex and Alex working with them on setting it up and then I come in with the vocals kind of thing like I I write the lyrics and I give or most of the lyrics and I give them you know the the patterns and the structure and stuff like that that's kind of my contribution to this but um yeah I mean this band the idea behind this band was I guess kind of to be more heavy than I exist like this song in particular is like, I mean, it's tuned to drop A. Like, it's very tuned very low. <laughs> like, are you running? So, I want to talk to you about guitars just to nerd okay. out with this. Sure. Are you are you running six strings tuned down that low? Yeah. Or yeah. Is it seven str- yeah okay. no, I don't. I can't play six strings. So why would yeah. I? Like, <laughs> Let alone I seven. would. I would be if 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 I could. I know for a while Max Cavalier had a four string signature ESP. Like, okay, and that would be my ideal guitar because, like, I don't know how to use the. I mean, I can you play. Cor- the, you- I can play chords and stuff, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't use them in in yeah. in the bands I'm in. Like, you you just cut the e and well, whatever you choose. Yeah, the, 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 the two high strings, strings could go as yeah, far as I'm fuck concerned. Fuck them off. <laughs> that's what. That's fantastic. So, but sonically, I mean, you know, Fool for Death came out 2012. Yeah, ish. Yeah. Okay, and. Uh, Mental Cavity came out, you know, last year. So there's a big seven year gap, but like, yeah. so guitars sound considerably considerably different. 
Yeah. Would you, would you, is it the same live setup or are you like with Metal Cavity, you're throwing like a Metal Zone I would, or, or a Metal Zone clone in there? I would say that the guitar and amp and everything that I used on Full for Death and on this song are exactly the same. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I would Fuck, say okay. it was my Flying V that got stolen, which is still brutal for me. Um, didn't get recovered. For some reason, I thought it did. No, I got every, uh, pretty much everything except the Flying V. <laughs> which right, is, okay. Which is, I mean, I can't bitch about that because I got fucking heaps of stuff back. My amp was one of the things that got stolen as well. But um, yeah. yeah, it was my Flying V, which has lace pickups in it. Um, my Laney head that I've had since I was 16. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like I don't even use... I use the the distortion on that head when I use that head. Like I don't even use a pedal, so... Wow, okay. Um, yeah, that's... I am very basic at guitar stuff. Like, I mean, I have some cool stuff, but like I'm... I mean, the pedal board I have is under my feet right now and it's got five pedals on it and one is a tuner and one's a noise suppressor. So, oh, so yeah, like, yeah, some kind of gate, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I my, my, my stuff is pretty basic. It's just, I mean, you know, this mental cavity is a bit more like, probably a bit more gain, a bit more, a bit more like... Um, you know, maybe a little bit less mids in it, you know, whereas... Yep. Yeah, it's definitely scooped, yeah. A bit, bit more presence in there, you know, yeah. like, whereas I exist is a bit more like a rolled back, a little more like doomy tone. But, I mean, the other thing too is a, the funny thing with I exist is that people think it's tuned a lot lower than it is. It's, I mean, I exist is drop C, which is not that low in the grand scheme no. of things. Like, it's... Yeah, not really. D standard drop down so drop down yeah yeah um it's not that low but i guess it just sounds deep and big when you have three guitar players you know um yeah whereas this band's kind of like more metal and i guess when you get to that that kind of tone the tuning becomes funny and stuff like that you know but rowan is very like you know into his pedals and into his sounds and he was he had like he brought like five amps with him and tried yeah, different right. stuff. Whereas I was like, <laughs> yeah. I literally was like, turned it on, plugged it in. Here is me. Yep, yeah. Yep. Okay. It's good. Sounds good. Let's go. This is what I do. It's yeah, the same awesome. every time. <laughs> yeah. Mate, thank you very much for having a chat. I really What's appreciate up? it. Um, yeah. Obviously. So yeah. Mental Cavity, new album. Will you, will you also do Year of the Rat? Yeah. Yeah. So I play in Year of the Rat, which is, yep. which is good. We were like G'ing up to go and record stuff and be an active band again because we played a bunch of shows at the start of the year and then yep. coronavirus happened so we shut it down we we have songs ready to go yeah. and we we were actually booked to record i think like this weekend maybe so oh really fuck yeah um but yeah we'll we'll keep doing that we'll do it when when we can I, yep. Yeah, and then I, I play in this other band down here called Burn the Hostages, which is fun, which is like more I Had God worship type stuff. Um, yep. And yeah, then these bands, you know. Look, thank you very much for fucking having a chat. Um, I, like, I, as, as before we hit record, or yeah, yeah before we hit record, um, I said I really, I'm stoked you're back doing what you're doing, and I fucking love the new format. Um, Thanks. Because it, yeah, just, you know, for those of you who don't know, Aaron does... Oblivious Maximum podcast, and the new format at the moment is basically getting people to talk about their favourite albums, and some people dig deep, and some people just like to talk shit, and it's all fantastic, and um, yeah, it fucking, it really makes you, if you were into the albums, makes you really go back and have a red hot crack at them, like I definitely know I did of the dozen episodes I listened to, so yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that, I mean, that that's kind of the vibe, is like... The idea was like maybe uh, you know get me to listen to some stuff I haven't listened to or make me dig deeper into something like you know like I did one about a U two record and like like I mean I don't listen to U two like I mean I yeah. know I know all their big songs but I don't listen to them but then I listened to that record and I like sat down and properly listened to it. I was like I really like this record you know like yeah and that that was kind of the purpose and I mean it's been fun I, I'm liking doing it and I'll. I think, yeah, like I said to you before, we were doing this. It was just like, I'm stuck at home, so I guess I'll just yeah. keep doing them. <laughs> yeah. How how hard was what's what's been the hardest? 
album to kind of dig up. Like, cause, you know, as I've listened to them, there's stuff like uh, you did Insomniac with Stu Ross. Yeah. Insomniac, yeah, yeah. And the Fallout, whatever the Fallout Boy album was yeah, with, with Adrian Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> um, but, like, what was the hardest one to kind of... No, and not knowing, you know, no, no shame on whoever picked it, but, like, what was the one where you went, this is going to be a tough listen? Um, I don't think it was like a... Uh, well, I would say none of them have been, like, I don't... None of them have been like, oh, I mean, I hate this or whatever, you know, like, yeah. and I, I, I think I'm just not kind of like that with music anyway. Like I kind of just, okay. I'd happily listen to whatever. There's some stuff that I'm like, I don't like this shit, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I would say probably the two that were like the weirdest ones for me was I did one with Leon who used to play guitar and nails and he picked this, um, Secret Chiefs 3 record and it's like the weirdest shit I've ever heard and okay. <laughs> he he said that to me he was like do you want a weird one or do you want a metal record and I was like give me a weird one like let's do yeah, it you let's know? get let's get weird and so it was sick and then it was cool reading all about it and then I think the other one too was doing a Fiona Apple record and not not that that's like I mean I've heard Fiona Apple and not, there's anything wrong with that but just like again it's something that I don't really listen to so yeah it was kind of like I had to like you know sit there and read about her and learn about her music and stuff like get more acquainted with what I understand it to be yeah. and then listen to the record and try and take it in and I mean I guess the other thing for me that's weird with um doing that stuff is like while it is very cliched like I still predominantly listen to metal all the time. <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's, it's fair enough. You know, and yeah. it's like I do listen to lots of I listen to lots of hardcore and I listen to pop music and you know lots of rock and whatever. But like I'm pretty much always listening to death metal at some point. So yeah. like, yep. For me, it's it's good because it helps me rock myself out of that a little bit, you know, and not just yeah. not just go back to the same things that I'm always comfortable listening to. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been fun. But yeah, certainly, like, as well, just doing things like like doing, you know, your more, like, pop punk stuff is kind of weird for me, too, because I never cared about that music, really, yeah. you know? Yeah, So, like, doing a Green Day record, again, like, kind of like the U2 thing, when someone was like, let's do this Green Day record, to me, I'm like, oh, cool, I have to listen to American Idiot 400 times, like... But then I listened to it and I was like, "Oh, this is actually like a good punk record. It's not. Yeah, it's not that yeah. at all. <laughs> so it's it's way before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah see, yeah, dude, that was unreal. Thank you for that.